Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Geek Day Podcast, where we turn your weekday into a geek day. I'm one of your hosts, Robert Tijerina, and with me today, of course, we have the new face of the Geek Day Podcast and Miss Popsepta herself, Miss Natalie Ibarra. Nat, how you doing? Good, good. I'm doing well. I'm a little tired and sleep deprived, but... Other than that, we're doing fantastic. I think we all are. We're kind of before this. We're talking about how crazy our, like our life, our today has been specifically. So we're yes. all just kind of a little, but well, we're gonna get through this. Well, today. A little woozy, a little woozy. Well, a little, little woozy, little woozy. Also, who just said he's a little woozy? With us today, sorry, I'm like all over the place. With us today, we also have the dark soul, Mr. Dan Gomez. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing good, Rob. Doing good. A little woozy. Little little woozy. <laughs> yeah, it's been a day for all of us. I think That's the word of the day. Yeah, I think literally all of us just got home at 5 o'clock, and we were all <clears> just <throat> like, oh, man. I took a nap like before this, so I'm like a little, <laughs> still a little sleepy. Uh, but, guys, I'm glad you guys are here with me today, as always, every single Wednesday uh, at 8 o'clock on Twitch.tv and Facebook. So if you're joining us on Facebook today, welcome um but also i wanted to know what y'all guys have been watching because uh we try to keep us like going on with entertainment as much as we can so uh nat i think you told us you watched a little something something what you what you yes um we watched goob which i don't know if anybody in the chat has seen it yet but it's a new scooby-doo movie i don't know if you two have seen it it's yeah, a new scooby-doo movie i've seen film. a bunch of really cool stuff about it. i haven't seen the movie like period Same. but I, I know it was like one of the first movies to like adopt that 20 dollar like uh you know rental price or whatever for like the movie yeah theater. yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but yeah what'd so you when think we watched it? it it was free i believe on because it's been a while since it came mm -hmm. out i think it's now free on hbo mm -hmm. but <laughs> You know, I love Scooby-Doo. I think the best Scooby-Doo special is the WWE Scooby-Doo special. And <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's random. That's, that's interesting. That is that's an interesting pick. That's the best one. That is the best one. But um, so I was really excited to watch it. And I'm not going to lie. I may have fallen asleep during the movie. It just did not hold my interest. I think it was definitely... Um, made for the younger audiences uh -huh. and you could just really feel that throughout the um kind of writing most but i feel most animated films today are able to kind of grasp in the older audiences and i just feel like this one was just streamlined straight for straight for the youngsters because mm. i crashed out when i watched this film <laughs> wow that's disappointing because it looks decent but I, I didn't really hear any good things about it when it first I guess like yeah. came out like I heard like I heard the cast is fantastic like well yeah there's a fantastic cast but like everyone's kind of like weird when they're in the movie like I heard like Freddie Prince Jr. comes back in for, for like a cameo or something like that but honestly I have no idea but I, I've been I'm probably gonna check it out because I have HBO Max so if it's like free on there I'm, I'll probably watch it it's free Dan what about you man what you been watching so um I just barely got to watching Knives Out uh, this past Friday. Um, that, yeah, I know. I, I waited way too long to watch that movie. I just hadn't had the opportunity. Um, it was it was great. It was so, so good. good. Like, there were some it's things that, really you know, you follow along and you think, oh, man, I think I know where this is going. And then it just, like, turns it on his head. Um, everything about that movie was so good. The pacing the writing, the dialogue, and just like the little details that are sprinkled in and in, in and around the movie where it's like, 
I feel like that's something, but I don't know. And then it comes back later and you're like, oh, I caught that. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, I caught that. <laughs> Little finger um, my only gripe with the movie is that I could not grow it, it, the Southern accent. Oh, I know. Not, yeah. Did not grow. I didn't on know you were going to say that. Southern accent. It. Uh, I don't know. It just. It did not work for me. I couldn't. The southern draw. It's Southern draw. Yeah. Well, it was. I say, I it say. Was, <laughs> no. See, that's the thing is, I watched it with uh, my girlfriend Mickey, and I told her, you know who he sounds like. He sounds like Michael Scott when he does that. Like I do declare. Yeah. <laughs> he sounded oh exactly like that. I, I was waiting for him to say I do declare. Uh, and he does, he but does no, say it. <laughs> does he really? He does say it, yeah, yeah. Like near I the end, I, I must believe. That. Near the end, I, I, I must. I've I gotta watch it again. Like then I guess eight times. I saw it like twice in theaters. And Holy like cow! I, oh, I wow. love that movie. I lo as soon as that, it came it's out, it's a good movie. As soon as it came out, I bought it. Like uh, I bought I have it on Voodoo, uh, so I can watch it wherever I want. But man, mm. that movie is so good. Um, it's really good. It was really really good. Yeah, for me, I've also had a pretty busy week. Uh, I was do I was doing homework, and while I was doing homework, the entire time I was rewatching The Boys. Oh man, uh, we kind of like talked about it. Uh, me and Dad were talking about it a little before the show started, and that's never seen The Boys, so she needs to get on that because it just got greenlit for season three, even though season two hasn't come out yet. But man, wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Season two has not come out. Season yet. three. They, yeah. They jumped the gun. They jumped. The, well, it's it's honestly such a great show. Like it's, it's so, fantastic. And it's funny. It's dark. It's super depressing at points. Um, and the story is just really compelling too. Yeah. It's like, like you get invested in how all the the characters just like get involved with each other in ways that are just it's so good. Like yeah. Like, the, the way that they kind of, like, turned the whole... Because, like, we live in the era of superheroes right now, where we know, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe as these uh, characters that are, you know, good and, like, happy and... The you know, Golden like, Boys. Yeah, the yeah. Golden Boys. Yeah. And, as, like, once you, like, dive deep into this universe of the boys, where, you know, they're owned... The superheroes are owned by a corporation, and, you know, like, it's... They're basically, like, the superheroes that we see today, but they are more, like commodities i suppose they're, like you can say yeah like, where it's like they're they're owned and they're franchised and you know it's like hey we're gonna do this new movie hey queen maeve you're gonna be a star of it blah 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 and, you know like their crimes are like thought up before and they have camera crews there to like show up it's like super interesting and um yeah and then you have the revenge stories of like multiple different characters and the actual characters of the boys like mother's milk and uh what's it called yeah and butcher and Huey and French Frenchie is my favorite character. I, I love, love Frenchie, Frenchie, man. Frenchie is so the way they introduce him with like the French rap. I've been listening to the the soundtrack all day today, actually, and like the French rap's called uh, Le Fou, which means the fool. But like, man, <laughs> like the way like he's like so like 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 he he's the demolitions expert, but he's such like a softy. It's like so it's so good. Now it's I, I really good. Yeah, I cannot recommend that show enough of two people oh yeah you have not it is very vulgar it is very very vulgar oh yeah it's um, very vulgar uh but uh if you can Don't get past face. that yeah if you can get past the vulgarity and the kind of i guess brutalness of the show to kind of get to the story that they're trying to tell definitely go for it kind of like game of thrones uh but uh i i would say i enjoy this show way more than game of thrones um Ooh, 
I have yeah. not seen Game of Thrones either, so. You haven't seen Game of Thrones? I, I know. I know, Ooh. I know. But there's also like 50,000 hours worth of it, yes, isn't that's it? that's true. Hey, look, it's Dracula. Yeah. Hi, Dracula. Oh, can we get a hi, Dracula, <gasps> in the chat? <laughs> oh. Okay, so, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to our first thing. And uh, last <laughs> week, we tried out a little something-something called Civil War. So this week, uh, oh, actually, let me reveal the results from last week. And uh, uh, yes. it sat one-to-one, -one and we had people go ahead and uh, talk to us on Twitter about who they think it, who, uh, what movie they thought was the worst. Uh, which it was The Amazing Spider-Man 2 versus Venom. And a lot of people were coming for Nat's throat. <laughs> I know! <laughs> they were I saying know. this Venom slander. And I knew that was going to happen. I knew people were going to come for Nat's but throat. But also, there were a few people who had my back and there were, were saying, were saying that. So, that... Uh, uh, if you want drum roll, please. A quick little drum roll. With 44 votes at 70.5%. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is considered the worst Spider-Man movie. So that has Dan at two points, Natalie at one point, and today I'm going to be entering the ring for the very first time. So this week we have Nat giving out the questions, and uh, Nat, you know, go ahead and take it away from here. You know, uh, go ahead and give us the very first question, if you will. Okay, so I <clears throat> thought long and hard about these questions. And I did, you guys both sent in your answers. They weren't the same answer, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so the first question is, well, first, I guess I should tell you guys that you guys have 45 seconds for your first answer, and then we'll do 30 seconds for your second. So let me get, a, get, let me get the timer All right. set up. In the meantime... Dan? The question... Well, I was going to give him heads or tails first, so let's see who Oh, okay, okay, first. yes, so, yes. Dan, heads or tails? Sure. I'll take heads. Okay, let's flip the coin. And it landed <clears throat> on heads. So do you want to go first or second, Dan? I will grant you the I opportunity I to go first. Okay, I hate you, but let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> okay, okay. We have 45 seconds on the clock. Okay. And the question is, what is the best Disney movie soundtrack. All right, tell me when to go. Go. All right, the best Disney movie soundtrack is easily The Hunchback of Notre Dame. This musical mm -hmm. is by far some of the best musicals in all of Disney, on honestly, all Broadway history. It is what Stephen Schwartz and Alan Menken, Stephen Schwartz, right before he wrote Wicked and like redid the music for uh, Pippin, like. The fact that they got Steven Schwartz in the very, very beginning, this movie literally propelled his his career right before he decided to quit. So you have music such as, you know, uh, Hellfire, you have God Save the Outcast, you have the Bells of Notre Dame. The fact that there's just so many bangers that uh, break down, like just completely crush your heart within this sh within this musical. Uh, that's all I really have to say. That's literally all I have to say. <laughs> perfect, wow. perfect, perfect. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That I was must pretty admit, good. I did not know some of that, those facts that you were oh. spinning. Pretty I'm good, pretty good. Wow. <laughs> okay, Dan, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Ready, set, go. This movie is so overlooked, and I feel like so many people don't give it enough credit. It is the Jungle Book, the original Jungle Book. Um, the music in this one just really just it drives the point home that this 
young kid Mowgli is just hanging out with this groovy blue bear in the middle of a jungle. And like all the music is, uh, you can't help but want to groove to the music. You know, you have, um, I want to be like you with King Louie and the bear necessities. Um, you have the, um, what's the name of the, the vulture song at the very end. That's like, a the, uh, barbershop quartet, very, um, almost Beatles-esque in the way that they harmonize with each other. It's just, it's all such great music. There's so much variety and it really brings Hi. the world to life. <clears throat> okay. 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 Is it 30 second rebuttal or is it, how many do you Yes. 30 seconds. 30 second rebuttal. So I will, ready, Robert? Ready? Oh, I'm ready. Set, go. The fact that you don't even remember the song, Dan, the fact that you didn't even remember the song that the the vultures sang in that movie, I was able to name as many songs from, uh, from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like this musical has so amazing. Have you listened to Hellfire? Have you ever like seen the animation from that, just that song? Dan, you are missing out. I'm sorry. Jungle Book is a fantastic movie. I will give you that. But the way that just the cinematic masterpiece and the music of okay i'll be i'll stop i'll stop there (laughs) i told dan i was gonna come swinging today (laughs) yeah he did okay dan it's okay here's your chance to rebuttal are you ready yes ready set go that's what friends are for that's the name of the song all right i'm i'm gonna be honest i haven't seen the movie in a long time but it still has this lasting impact on me. You know, I remember hearing the music as a kid and thinking, man, this is such a great time. You know, even even the, the music that's supposed to be like strict and everything, the Elephant's March, such a great time. And it's like, you're coming at me with your hellfire and everything. I'm just trying to live with the bare necessities, man. Just trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to vibe with Baloo. With Baloo, I'm weak. Baloo. <laughs> uh. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. So, y'all both did pretty good, pretty good. I'm pretty impressed with the both of y'all. I think Dan did a really good job of kind of capturing the, like, natural simplicity, explaining all that. Um, the bare necessities. You know, how, yes, the bare necessities of the film. But Robert also <laughs> just kind of was able to hit us with those quick facts and just, Stuff that I didn't really know about the about the film. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really <laughs> like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm not gonna lie. Oh so, dang! Wow. It was oh. interesting learning all this stuff. However, this is all to say that I will have to give the point to Robert only because he hit us with those facts. And I mean, I went in kind of. You know, being like, ah, Hunchback Notre Dame. But, I mean, you you can't lie when it's such phenomenal writing. So, so Rob okay. is now officially the Ben Shapiro of Disney. <laughs> Facts and logic. Uh, <clears throat> I saw a okay. TikTok Are today y'all... about Ben Shapiro, and it was so funny. I'll send it to you after the podcast, Dan. All right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Are y'all ready for the second question of yes, the Civil War segment? Okay, so this one again, very different answers, so a little spicy. So we're going to see, um, we'll do Robert first and then Dan. Or we'll do... Dan first, yeah. Dan yeah, first and then Robert, that's right. Okay. I was like, whoa, I was so for this. 45 seconds on the clock, ready, set, go. 
how can Hades not be the greatest Disney villain ever? He's fast talking. He's witty. He's charismatic. He's got a great design. And he's just flat out hilarious. Like you want to hate him because he's such a terrible character in the movie, but he's so good though. He's so charismatic and you can't help but love him as this person that you, you love to hate him because of his charm and his wits and his powers and just everything about him. It's just so good. You're really oh, the rest of your time? You have five seconds? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, he's done. Okay, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Ooh. I'm ready. Gotta love go. <laughs> Let me out of the cage. Okay, so let's see. Let me... Um, okay, so Robert, you're going to tell us who is the best Disney villain. Are you ready? You have 45 seconds I'm on ready. the clock. I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Dan. Danielson, Danthony, the He's best, time. <laughs> the best Disney villain. Again, it's from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Frollo. The just the like how he carries himself throughout the entire movie. That kind of he's better than everyone in all of France is just completely like that's what I love in a villain. That the fact that he is so hypocritical in everything that he does. Like he says that you know gypsies are sinners but he's lusting over this this woman esmeralda it's just like it's 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 chef's kiss the way he like completely like shuts off a whole human being for the rest of civilization just because he looks a little different like that is that's that's completely like and he completely brainwashes him and makes him makes uh time time that was a lot faster than i remember okay (laughs) yeah because you wasted time at the beginning (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 time for rebuttals are you ready, Dan? Do you have your thoughts collected? Are you ready to wow us with your answer? I am, yes. Okay, 30 seconds this time. All ready, right. set, go. Those are the marks of a great villain and a person that you can't help but hate. Yes, but with Hades, he, you can almost relate to him. And I feel like that makes a villain more compelling when you have a hard time disagreeing with their motives or their demeanor or their you know just them as a character and like kind of like thanos you know you have a hard time completely disagreeing with thanos same with hades yeah thanos doesn't have that kind of charm that he does but (laughs) all right pretty good pretty good good. okay okay robert this is your last chance are you ready gotta (laughs) (laughs) okay three two one Go. How do you emphasize with Hades? Like, how, emphasize, uh, emphasize, em, empathize with Hades. Sorry, I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, like his whole plan is basically just to kill a child and you know, uh, basically like rule over the like the heaven and earth just because he was like knocked out of a bad deal. I mean, like Frollo is literally he literally grabs uh, Quasimodo's mother and throws her on the, on the steps and clearly like just kills her, like literally murders murders his mom. And that's literally the propelling thing that continues the entire rest of the movie. He locks up a dude in the cathedral. <laughs> sorry. Time. Ooh. I'm, 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 sorry. I'm a little heated. <laughs> I, I knew I was going to get a little spicy today, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, hmm. <sighs> Dan? You, you know, Hades, I, 
I I have to say I do really like Hercules and Hades. I get what you're saying with the whole you can kind of empathize with him. There's this dynamicness to him. He's not just evil. He has some humor too. Um, I get I get you. I get it. I get it. And Robert, um, you know that he's just plain evil. Like there's it's just straight to the point. He is not a good guy and. I have to say, I'm gonna have to give it to Robert again. You hear I'm, that, Dan? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dan. That's okay. <laughs> but Robert's answer just, that guy's so bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like he's just not a good guy. And Hades, I feel like, is more kind of a villain that's a little bit more lo like lovable. Wow. That guy's just straight up bad. How? But we'll ask the comments what they what they have. Let's see. Uh, so um, let's see. Way back, Zach says plus one for dad's wittiness. That's when he called me a Ben Shapiro. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Jazz Josh says Hades ten out of ten. Uh, him and his little Danny DeVito demons. That's hilarious. Uh, Pain and Panic Jazz Josh, are hell yeah, amazing. And then also they said, uh, bro, they got no Centeno to play Hercules in the new movie. Wow. Really? Really? They I did not know that. I did not who know is that. that? I'm dumb. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's, he's the dude from uh, from all the boys uh, I've ever loved. Something I've like that. Loved it's, before. Yeah. It's, like it's, that. it's a Netflix like rom-com. Like a teenage like, rom-com. Teen, think what the teen boy, famous boy right yes, now. Yes. I'm, I'm looking at him and I see that. Yes. <laughs> I can see that. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, just S got here. Don't know what's happening. <laughs> SDS uh, says Dan won that hands down. Well, uh, you can actually follow us on Twitter if you want. Go down below at Geek Day Podcast, and we're gonna have one of these questions up there at the end of the show. If you go ahead and uh, go ahead and vote for whichever one, uh, that'll get an extra point for the next person. So the current standings are for the Geek Day Civil War is Dan sitting at two points. Rob sitting at two points and Natalie at the very bottom so with one point. So Maybe sad. someday she'll get another point. But <laughs> that is the end of next week. Next, <laughs> next week. week. I got next week. Uh, we'll see. Can I just are... say one last thing on yeah, the whole uh, thing? As with I, I didn't even know that they were making a live action Hercules. If they do not get Danny DeVito as Phil, and if they do not get Jeff Goldblum as Hades. I will literally riot. I thought you were going to say no. James uh, James Woods for a second. I was like, please not James Woods. <laughs> James no, 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 no. <laughs> I think I think Jeff Goldblum could do a fantastic. He would be a Hades. fantastic Hades. Mm. And I, I, I agree with Danny DeVito. Like, yeah, it's it's I'd gotta be, right be. There rioting with you. It's it's gotta be it's gotta be him. Ibarra four four uh, four six zero two says you have my point, Natalie. So you have Thanks. make that Thanks, Natalie has Mom. one point and. Uh, and then an imaginary <laughs> point on the side. But thank you so much for joining us this week on the uh, Geek Day Civil War. So we're going to go ahead and get a little bit more into the actual news now. Uh, but again, follow us on Twitter. And then I'm there. We're going to have a poll. Whoever receives the most votes is going to get an extra point. So will I be three uh, three and well, three points? Or will Danny get three points? We'll yes. See. So make sure You're breaking the tie. I'll this be breaking the tie. Breaker. Yep, right. yep. 
So let's go ahead and get into the news. So the first thing I want to talk to you guys about, or that we're really going to talk about, is if you haven't told, if you, if, you, if you couldn't tell so far, we're all a little spicy right now. We are all a little, <laughs> we're a little tired, and I wanted to take some time out of uh, the podcast uh, to do a little new segment called Nerdy Rant of the Week. So basically, this is just going to be our own time to kind of talk about our own specific topic that we just like want to get off our own chest. And Nat has been wanting to rant about something for the past two weeks that I'm finally going to learn. So that uh, <laughs> she's been like, hey, can we talk about this? Hey, can we talk about this? And I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to find it eventually. Uh, but today I was like, you know what? We're all going to just rant about something today. So Nat, I want you to go ahead and tell me a little bit about how much you hate, excuse me, the current streaming wars and Peacock. So take it away. Take it away, Nat. Okay, so when we were going to talk about this whole Peacock situation, it was right when it had just dropped. It had just dropped on all the applicate. Well, let me rephrase that. Not all the applications, but it had dropped on most of them. Um, however, the if you don't know, NBC created this new streaming service. It's called Peacock. And it's one of many streaming services that now exist out there. You have Netflix, you have Amazon Prime. Disney Plus, and so now we have uh, NBC's Peacock. And so when this dropped, I wasn't too sure how I felt about it. I, um, it kind of made me to start to think about, forced me to think about um, the streaming wars and how streaming has just changed so much. They're playing us. They are playing us is what I'm trying to get to. They really think that we're just going to sit here and take it. There's these all these streaming points, excuse me, for, um, it. you know, in the beginning, it started off really great. You know, you could, it's a great option. You could watch TV anywhere, anytime, no commercials. It was cheaper than cable. It You could have access to, you could watch it anywhere off your phone on your computer and so it was amazing like who wouldn't want to do that and then slowly but surely as it went on the costs just started outweighing the benefits at least in my opinion that's how i feel i feel like now prices are increasing you know all these streaming services are not just this flat rate you're having to pay more and more. You can watch, oh, just this limited amount of shows, but they're going to have ads. Or you can get all the shows, but then some will have ads. Or you could get no ads at all and pay like $15, $17 a month. And so it's just racking up costs. It's not cost efficient anymore. We're not locked into contracts. So we're not locked into rates, which means if you're not paying attention to your email, this has happened to me once or twice before. It just raises up and then I'm charged more the next month because I'm not paying attention and it's just not worth it. Also, you have the grabbing wars between the streaming services and um, as we could see with Peacock, since NBC now has a streaming service, we're going to have shows taken off of Netflix, like um, The Office is coming off of Netflix, Parks and Rec is coming off of Netflix. Um, they're pulling their TV shows and movies, and so suddenly, when you could watch everything in one place, now you're having to purchase multiple services to just watch the shows that you're trying to watch. And so, I just, I've I mean, I know I'm heavily ranting. I don't know. Dan, Robert, how do you feel about this? Have you all even? 
thought I about this. I absolutely agree. Like everything, I just, I just think it's so funny how fired up you are. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely <laughs> yeah. agree that there's no like with good reason. In. Yeah. Like you, you have a reason to like why, uh, you know, you should be upset because I mean there are so many. Like once you like once it's like at this point, yes, you don't need cable anymore, which is, I think is awesome. Like you just need to pay for internet. But basically, you're just paying for channels. Like you're literally paying for channels, yeah. like you would do a prime, uh, you know, like a prime uh, channel. Like you would buy HBO when you had a cable package, or you know, you would buy X Y Z. So you're paying so many more dollars. Like what is the cost outweigh, sort of thing? And you know, there's no grandfathering into these situations. Like unless you say like you pay attention to your email, where it's like, hey, or like Netflix raised it from like twelve ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. Um, and that's like two extra dollars, but at the, at the end of the day, it's two extra dollars that could go towards yeah. bills or something like that. So, um, but it's not, it also adds up when it's like Netflix raising it and then Amazon mm-hmm. Prime raises and then Disney Plus. Well, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, Dan, what about you, man? How do you feel about the streaming wars and the peacock? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's something that I guess I don't you really think about. I'd say maybe a lot of people don't really think about. Um, but when you really get down to brass tacks, it's like, God, we're really paying like $7, $8, $14 for multiple services just so we can watch one show here or two shows there or one movie there. And it's like, you know, at some point you got to ask yourself, like, is it worth it for that? Like, I, I haven't owned cable since, like, 2015. Mm. And that's because that year I had it for free. Um, but since I've had to pay for cable, I don't I don't prefer it. So I do use only streaming services to watch movies and TV shows and all that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't own all of them. Like, I, I own... I pay for Hulu and Disney Plus. Um, I mooch off of my grandmother for Netflix, and uh, I mooch off of my girlfriend for Amazon Prime. Nice. So it's and I feel like yeah, right? Can we get a plug <laughs> for Mickey? Um, <clears throat> so and you know, I feel like if you have these people in your life that you're really close to, you have no problem sharing your accounts with them because I think you can empathize. Hey you shouldn't have to pay for all these services if i'm not paying for all these services like let's help each other out you can have my account for this i I can i'll have your account for that um so i guess that's a nice little workaround for it but i know that that can't work for for everybody but um so let me go ahead and ask then uh so as of right now with all the streaming services you know we have hbo max we have netflix we have hulu we have amazon prime we have peacock we have xyz what do y'all think yeah. is the best bang for your buck right now like like personally to you like doesn't necessarily be for everyone what do you feel like okay like i'm paying an actual good price for this right now what would y'all like for me i would say probably hbo max for me uh you know i know it's still a relatively new uh uh program like uh, uh stream uh stream service uh, but you know there's still like great things that it has you know like uh has misiaki films and uh what's it called uh, it has everything from HBO. It has, you know, uh, Sesame Street. It has, you know, Rooster Teeth stuff. It has all these bigger things that uh, they kind of just, like, merge. Oh, Cartoon Network, you know, um, uh, Crunchyroll. Wait, have, that's on there? Yeah, they have Cartoon Network yeah. and Crunchyroll stuff. And, like, they're gradually putting more and more stuff on there. And it's hmm. fifteen ninety nine, I believe it is, um, that, you know, I'm still on the seven-day free trial or whatever. But I know I'm going to continue using it because i personally love it you know you get movies you get tv shows you get all this sort of stuff and they just plan so much more uh we have something that we're going to be talking about a little bit later in uh, 
further news. Uh, but I that's my biggest pain for the buck. Paradox Theory says I pay for Amazon Prime, Crunchyroll, Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus. I use them, but uh, a lot. Yeah, it's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's like sixty bucks. It's a right lot there. of money. That's what I'm saying. They're playing us, y'all. Yeah. Um, uh, Nat, what about you? What do you think is the biggest buck for you? Like, what are you like? I'm okay with paying this much money. Mm, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I do watch Disney Plus a lot. I they have like all the OG Disney movies on there. And, I mean, they've licensed some of them to Netflix and all the other streaming services, so they're, some of them are missing, but at the end of the, eventually, they will have all the Disney movies, all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies, they're doing new series on there that will be coming out, um, so there's new content that's headed our way, and I just think that it's, it's great all around, plus they had Hamilton, so mm. I was a sucker for that. Mm. That was a really great ad that they did, honestly. That's the first time I've been oh, yeah. back on Disney Plus in a long time. Um, but Dan, what about you, man? What is your biggest bang for your buck right now with uh, when it comes to... Um, to be streaming? honest, Disney Disney Plus. <laughs> really? Honestly, okay. yeah. Um, just kind of for the same reasons that she said, you know? Like, it's going to have everything on there that I feel we haven't had access to in that way in a long time. Like, a lot of these old Disney movies that we're in the quote unquote, the vault, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I, I still don't know what that means, but <laughs> it's just a way for them oh. to like make, make more, more money. money. Yeah, literally. yeah, they yeah. wrote oh, it. Wow. It's like, hey, we have they the diamond okay. edition, we have the pearl edition, we have like, oh, after 10 yeah. years in the vault, like, shut up. Like, <laughs> we okay. know, we know you're just so that, that makes me angry, anyways. Continue, gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say, I'd say Disney plus because of the fact that it does have all of those movies on there, plus all you know, like you said, Star Wars, Marvel you know, new shows and all this and that. Hamilton, of course. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that. I mean, Netflix is great, too. Um, you can't go wrong with Netflix. There's always something to watch on there. Um, but, yeah, I would say Disney Plus, second place, probably Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Trejo the Giant says, Dis the Disney Plus pack gives you Hulu, ESPN, and Disney for, like, $13 a month. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good deal. That's a super, that super is. good deal. That's a bang for your buck. Yeah um Jad, but, joss said remember when netflix was eight bucks in 2011 so good old days good old days good old. i remember like or one still out. have to like uh yeah i was gonna say uh, uh what ibarra four six mrs ibarra says uh, hello mr bar uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh remember when netflix was a dvd mail subscription i do remember that i remember right before yeah. um netflix was going in i remember blockbuster was doing that blockbuster had like the yellow or uh, yellow um what's called the yellow packages and stuff like that and then right yep. as yep. soon as netflix is going uh blockbuster was making their own online thing and then netflix just like took off uh yeah. and so yeah. um uh, that shut down blockbuster for forever uh let's see trail john says how else are you gonna watch the black cauldron if it doesn't come out on uh in the vault <sighs> god i just i've never seen <laughs> so i just like, like, i don't even know what that is um <laughs> it's, a, it's a disney movie it's an older disney movie from like the dark ages okay. of disney um it's like one of the, the only racist movies. stages yeah probably uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but dan you have another thing that i was going to add into um the actual like news part of our store uh of our show uh but yeah I, I was like as soon as i read this i was like oh either dan knows about this and he's angry or like really excited about <laughs> it or uh or he has no idea and i'm just gonna throw it to him like at the last second so he can learn but dan yeah. you have something really really cool that i know you probably want to rant about yeah, so um, a few days ago, there was this massive leak, uh, it's a giga leak of these Nintendo files 
that were posted on the gutter of the internet, 4chan. <laughs> and basically, here I'm looking at the Polygon article, and it says, over a dozen classic Nintendo games, Super Mario World, Cancel Zelda 2 Remake, Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, all these um, file leaks, um, I guess like unused assets, um, you know, and things that weren't didn't make it to the final cut. Um, there was some pretty neat stuff in here. A lot of it was just like the the first 3D model for Link and Ocarina of Time. It's just a bunch of like squares and triangles. So there's that. Um, there was some unused or I guess beta sprites for Pokemon in the Generation 4 games, Diamond and Pearl, mm-hmm. where they look like kind of just colorful blobs with eyes. Um, there were high-res pictures, high-resolution art of um, certain items from Ocarina of Time. that You can see, like, fabric detail on Link's tunic and and the fire inside of Din's fire uh, and all that stuff. Let me see. What else? Uh, there was the inside... That was, like, they had a, a, a special character within Ocarina of Time that was, like, supposed to be, like, a final boss, where they called mm-hmm. him, like, Knuckle Knight or something like that. Where I was like, it's like it was really cool hmm. to see like all these different, uh, what's up? All these different things that are like they found Luigi. I know like Ranger Blue uh, says in the chat, yeah, they found Luigi that was like playable in uh, Mario sixty four, but it was never actually put out. Um, yeah, was, yeah, F for Luigi. Yeah, can you get um, but yeah, and there's <laughs> there's some other stuff in there that um, that I did find pretty interesting, and it was like the reason why Star Fox two got canceled is let me see i'm reading the tweet right here the real reason that star fox 2 got canceled never released was because its staff was too busy focusing on internal drama on porn and that's exactly what it says in one of the uh data files that was posted and that's just yeah that's something all right i didn't read about that can we get an f for nintendo (laughs) so (laughs) i mean they're doing fine uh, now so yeah yeah, right they're doing fine so as a person who has been an avid Nintendo fan since I remember my first thought, it's interesting to see these kinds of like behind the scenes things in terms of like all these big budget uh, games that they're known for. But at the same time, as somebody who does dabble in different art forms, um, and I know you can relate to this, Rob, when you have like a draft for something or a, a beta version, something that you know is just like a placeholder, you know it's not the final product, you're going to work at it. That's not meant to be seen by people, mm-hmm. at least not in a wide sense, you know? And I can't... I, I don't know how I feel about these leaks. On one hand, they're, it's really cool to see how we got from... how we got to where we are from where they started... But at the same time, I don't think, I mean, we obviously were never supposed to see this stuff mm-hmm. if it's just coming to light now. Yeah. And so, you know, I, it kind of goes back to um, people who hack certain um, uh, companies, like when they did the, the Last of Us 2 mm-hmm. leaks the and Naughty all Dog. this and that, the Naughty Dog leak. Um, it just, I can't. It's say sucks. that like, it, it sucks yeah i mean i i can't say, yeah. say that I, I i don't know it's not the best thing in the world and i feel like if it's not meant to be seen 
and it's not harmful, then leave it as it is. And if they want to release these unused sprites and um, all this history behind certain games, they'll release it to the public. Mm -hmm. But you know, don't don't go digging through somebody's drawers, you know, because that's yeah. a, kind of an invasion of privacy, even if it is a big budget company. Absolutely, like, I understand. Like how you said, like uh, you know, it's part of the creative process. You know, there's things that you right. you scrap and you take away and stuff. And uh, I'm 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 so against leaks. I'm like I'm 100% against leaks and stuff like that. You know, when I was younger, I know I'm still like 12. Uh, but um, you know, when I was back in high school, uh, I'll admit to like watching some leaks of some specific things. I won't say what. Please don't come arrest me. Um, but uh, you know they're on their way. Yeah, they're on their way. I hear the sirens outside. Um, <laughs> uh, what's it called? But yeah, I mean, like it's uh, when I realize that that there's so much more work put into these sort of things, and like how uh, companies can be put through. I don't want to say turmoil, but like put put through these challenges of certain things. Kind of like you're saying, uh, through like porn or whatever. Um, it's it, it, that should stay behind closed doors unless they decide to tell it yes it is very cool to see all these these things you know it's cool to see sprites to see like hidden bosses and stuff like that uh but if it's not meant to be seen then it shouldn't be meant to be seen you know uh but yeah nat what do you think about that yeah i completely agree with you too like i do graphic design and so seeing like i don't know like all the time and effort that's put into these projects and then for it to just kind of be like have the curtain ripped up i mean i'm all for like you said dan like kind of learning more about like this creative process kind of seeing the background i like seeing learning about all this but at the same time i will not stand for any leaks i hate leaks i think that it's completely disruptive and disrespectful to the creative process and honestly if you're a real fan you would not partake in leaks, whether it's a leak of a clip from a movie, video games, um, these file leaks. Like it's it. If you really enjoy um, the company or the movie or whatever it is, um, you should have respect for it. I feel like. Does that yeah, make sense? absolutely. No, yeah, definitely. Totally, yeah, uh, it's, it's you know I I feel ashamed of who I was back then to be like yes give me give me give me give me you know, like I want the juice give me like whatever you know um I know that's sorry it's a very <laughs> weird term, but I, I, like, you know give, give me the meat like I want no this you right get greedy yeah you're, exactly. you're like yeah. I want you, anything and everything I can have my hands on yeah, about this one thing yeah and that makes entitled fans when you have entitled fans you know we have the things that's happening with you know the last of us stuff or it's you know mm -hmm. you know they don't like the protagonist because a certain thing happened blah 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 but um i think we should i think we should move on from this we, ha we do have yeah. some news and we are a little bit way into the show uh so i would <laughs> yeah. like to get some of the news um because i do have some stuff to rant about coming up so no matter what my rant was i want i still have one more thing that i ooh, i want to go to town about so uh <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and do something that we're gonna call the comic con roundup so we're just gonna go through everything that just came out not necessarily everything but the things that kind of struck us as a little bit more interesting um, so the first thing that we're going to talk about is the New Mutants had a panel at, on IGN for the Comic-Con at home thing, and we were shown the first two minutes of the New Mutants. Um, did, uh, did y'all guys watch the clip, or did you guys, um, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't, so I'm not going to have any, uh, <laughs> any, uh, opinion here, 
Uh, but I, I want to know, like, w did y'all guys really enjoy the clip? Like, was it really cool? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, did the story seem like something that is worth waiting, you know, <laughs> X amount of years for this thing, like, to be put back so many times? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's worth being pushed back that much but um i mean i still thought it was pretty cool you know it's kind of taking it kind of starts off with this voiceover and we see you know um oh gosh danny i can't remember her name but uh she's like waking up and she's she's talking about this native american legend um you know that everybody has these two wolves fighting inside of them which i thought it was two bears i she might have said bears now that I think about it. I think it. she did say bears, yeah. Yeah, because okay. it's supposed to be um, like demon bear or something, right? Anyways, the point is, is that it was all right, pretty interesting. Um, I just, I'm not going to lie, the panel did kind of get me a little bit more excited only because they were leaning into the insanity of what is the new mutants a bit. They were kind of poking fun at themselves at the fact that it's been delayed so long, even the release date when they released the, the little re promo release video, they like added at the end, like fingers crossed that it actually comes <laughs> out on here. And so I, I like that. I like leaning into the insanity. So I was like, you know what? Okay. I, I, I like this. What about you, what about you Dan? So I didn't watch the panel, but I did watch the the two the first two minutes of the movie. Um, as a complete outsider, uh, yeah, as a complete outsider, I mean, I I have no reference into anything of what like what it's going to be about or anything like that. I don't know anything about the new mutant, the new mutants. Um, so I went in like expecting something great. <laughs> at least great you know <laughs> uh for it being delayed so long and what i got to me i don't want to sound rude or anything but it felt like a like a movie that you would like a b movie that you'd see on sci-fi yeah it felt very like overacted and cheesy and i don't know it it's it's going for like 90s campy horror feel so okay when you put it that way i can see that yeah, I can definitely see like that. Spider-Man One of sort of thing or whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. I can I can kind of see that now. I was afraid that that was like supposed to be that 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 wasn't intentional. It's um, intentional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I can see <laughs> oh, that. Oh, thank God. I can. I can. Yeah. Thank God. I can respect it a little more now. But uh, it was it was definitely interesting. Yeah, I, I have I have no interest to see this movie whatsoever. Um, and it's it's not necessarily the fact that it's been pushed back so many times because you know that's not their fault. It's genuinely not the fault that the, this movie like we make fun of this movie a lot. Uh, I just don't care. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like I just after, ah, God, I, I'm trying to think when the like the first X Men movie that I was just like I'm done. I think it was what is, no no it was before that. Um, because I liked first class maybe first class was enjoyable and so was Days of Futures Past. Those are the last after okay. I still I guess it was Apocalypse was the last one. Uh, was I was just like dude man these are bad like I just like I don't care I literally just don't care anymore. Um, where I just I I'm ready for Disney to just take it and be like hey everything that happened all those years ago delete we're out like we're starting brand new and I want I want to see what the Dis the Disney X Men is going to look like within the MCU. Mm -hmm. And so if this is just the last vestige of like that, that Fox um, X Men, just control alt delete, get it out of here. Like, I don't, I don't need that. Um, I definitely agree with that. Bring it to the MCU, yeah. Please bring it to, MCU. Bring it to the MCU. WandaVision. Yeah, I'm, I'm I think that's what's gonna happen. You know, I hope that that and then like the whole uh, what's it called 
uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse of Madness thing is gonna yeah. really bring yeah. all these things. You know, the Fantastic Four, the X Men, all these characters. We gotta gonna... we gotta have a podcast where we theorize on all that stuff. Oh, definitely. Only do I have yeah. some ideas. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's all we want to talk about the uh, the yeah. new mutants. I don't really think uh, Louis <laughs> Louis says yes, uh, absolutely <laughs> yes. We would love to have an, uh, everyone come into the MCU. Uh, but the next one is the one that I want to talk about because uh, I didn't know this was happening until Nat put it into our Discord, uh, saying uh, it's the Walking Dead: the World Beyond. So we got a new trailer for the first season of The Walking Dead: The World Beyond, which is seeming like a teen drama that is set ten years into the world of The Walking Dead. And oh my God, this looks terrible! It literally like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like I, I started watching this this trailer, and I I, I audibly said some obscenities that I'm not going to say on the show, uh, but I was just like, oh my God, like are they really still doing the show? And it's like. The show is good up to a certain point, and at this point, I think they've beat a dead horse, and it's just like, hey, zombie, 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 and then like, they're it's like, a zombie horse. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> they're like, oh, what if we put kids as the protagonist and we make it a B like horror show or whatever? And like, there's like one little like, uh, oh god, I'm sorry, I'm just so angry about how bad this looks, and it's just, I think like, to me, I put into our document, and I was like should we kill the walking dead like does it deserve to keep going on and sucking up amc's money i mean like that's literally what all they have right now is uh what's called is that i think they have preacher too to be honest uh but i mean like i'm sorry i'm just tired of the walking dead and it's not the fact that it's complete garbage but it's like let those characters retire let them have an ending to their story because once you have these characters for so long and there's no resolution or there's no more actual conflict like what's the point of the show it's just like what it's a reality show watching these people like live in a zombie apocalypse and you, i don't know it just it just makes me so upset but that's my rant about that that's what i wanted to go off on that. uh but uh nat what did you think about uh the trailer okay you know <laughs> um i had fallen off of the walking dead train for a little while but i just recently like jumped back on i just caught up again this past um week actually i think it was this past week and i've been watching the walking dead since season one we are on season 10 now and it's been a long journey i do kind of hear you where sometimes it's get it does get repetitive and i have to kind of take a break from it and then i come back in take it back but um it's still you know the characters still compel me i love daryl with all my heart he is my favorite character on the show and negan i'm really enjoying this season as well um so when I heard they were going to do a spinoff, I wasn't too excited because it was going to be, like you said, following these teens. I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, it was going to be taking place like 10 years after the apocalypse happened. So, you know, society is fairly reforming. So I thought that was interesting. Then, yes, I watched the trailer and I just was not, it was not good. I don't know what happened. I, I really don't know what happened. I think the only um, like plus sides of the trailer were some of the walkers. Um, excited to see new that Walking Dead always does a great job of kind of hitting us with some of these walkers that are just um, unforgettable. And they had like a beehive, like mm -hmm. a walker with like 
a beehive coming out of his face and they had one with like a gas mask and i think i think that that would be interesting to kind of see these new walkers but um yeah no it didn't hit the mark for me this time around what do, what do you think dan i've never seen the walking dead never had an interest in it <laughs> i have nothing to say on the topic except for uh yes it does look bad i won't i will agree it does look bad but shout out to nicholas Cantu who is actually the voice of Gumball from the show Amazing World of Gumball. Oh, wow. He's in the show. No He's way. the kid oh, yeah. with the, the curly hair. Oh, yeah. really? I did not know that. Yeah. God, so shout out to him. He's, he's, an, he's an awesome, awesome character. But oh, that, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying, Nat, about the, um, <clears throat> the new walkers and stuff like that. Uh, again, to me, that kind of seems more Last of Us. I feel like this is what this is trying to be. It's kind of like a teen Last of Us. Like we're gonna Ooh, go I didn't out and think about that. Um, and oh God, I hope it's I. You know, I I hope that AMC makes their money back. I'm sure they are because it's The Walking Dead. Uh, like Missy yeah. Barra said, um, you know, I I was and still am a fan of The Walking Dead. But um, and that's the thing. Like there are gonna be diehard fans of The Walking. No matter how many times I'm like that old man. I'm I'm watching that. I'm that scene from. Uh, the Simpsons, where it's like old man yells at Cloud, like I, I'm just yelling into the AMC universe, being like, "Please stop this!" But, why? Uh, yeah, why? And then there's me who's still watching it. Yeah, <laughs> and that is, and that is the Cloud. And that's just like I'm just gonna, keep, <laughs> I'm gonna get violent. Um, but so the next thing we're gonna talk about is something that I showed Dan a long time ago uh, that I was like, "Oh, this looks really interesting," and I kind of again lost interest for it. But it's a new trailer for J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele's Lovecraft count. Uh, country uh it's an hbo show that takes place in the 1950s in chicago and it looks like it's focusing on a mixture of uh family racism and then also monsters uh <laughs> uh if you haven't seen it definitely go check it out so you can understand like what we're talking about because i know like family racism and monsters uh kind of sounds like a very interesting like lions and tigers and bears oh my you know sort of thing uh but to me i started watching it and I was like, oh, this looks really cool. Like, I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. Um, when it was like, you know, uh, the main characters really enthralled me. And then the monsters enthralled me. And then I didn't realize that there was going to be such a, like, a big, like, racism factor or stuff like that. So, yeah. like, to me, my question is, do you think that th that's too much content for one show? Like, do you think, like, I can understand probably what, what they're going with where it's like, oh, like, you know monsters and like racism how like those are both like bad like those, those are going to be both the antagonists of the show but do you think like those are complementary uh antagonists or like do you think like those are like completely like do they conflict uh conflict with each other like that's my thing but i don't think so i think that um you know it's supposed to take place in the 1950s right i believe yeah and yeah. so i think that I think that's a really great time to kind of mesh these two together. You know, um, there's like the this really heavy, heavy like civil rights movement, and then also this America American fascination with like sci-fi and monsters and stuff like that. And I think that um, I'll, I think about uh, the Twilight Zone and so how some of these episodes, you know, were kind of like suspenseful horror episodes that were also social commentary, and it did it. I think it did it really well. So I think. If done correctly, um, you also have Black Mirror. And so if kind of, well, that's more tech than monsters. But if done correctly, I feel like it can be pretty good. I think um, it, I'm, I'm interested in it. I think that it could really be kind of this socially charged horror show and I'm here for it. 
Cool. Dan, what yeah. you, man? So I'm a huge Lovecraft fan. I love uh, as him as a person, no, but his creations, his uh, his contributions to the cosmic horror existentialism genre of writing and sci-fi apps like it's it's my favorite kind of horror um and so this this hooked me instantly it it hooked me when you sent me that trailer however many months ago and it hooked me again when i completely forgot about it and watched (laughs) the trailer before we started filming um (laughs) i think it this is gonna be so cool because what i think is it's a racially charged show and i feel like that's almost correct because lovecraft was a staunch racist and i feel like the the uh the family matters not with steve urkel but the matters of this family in this show lovecraft did not come from a great family it was very like every family member kept to themselves and so he was very isolated when he wrote these um terrifying stories and I think it's, I don't know, maybe this is just a tinfoil hat theory, but I feel like that's almost supposed to mirror that in a way. Mm-hmm. But also I like the idea that racism and, you know, Cthulhu are ugly monsters and yeah. it's going to like kind of make them one and the same in the show. And one detail that I did pick up from the trailer that I thought was really cool and I really am excited to see how this goes because obviously a lot of lovecraft's work deals with the idea of madness like being driven insane either by things that we can't comprehend or understand stuff that's just way beyond our perception of reality and i think that the way that they're going to portray madness in this is going to be really cool because if you notice there were very quick clips in the trailer where it looked like they were in different time periods. Yes. There was a quick clip where it looked like they were in the future. There was a one that looked like they were in like modern day, like our time, and then one like way in the past. And I think that's going to be really cool how they the family gets manipulated somehow by whatever creature is you know behind all of this and makes them see these things that their brains aren't ready to see and that probably drives them mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about it. I'm all about it. The way you guys are talking about it, it's making me a little bit more excited than when I was before. Um, you know, that's why I always like to hear about other people's um, opinions and stuff like this. Uh, so maybe, I, 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 no matter what, I was going to check it out no matter what. Uh, but I think I'm going to go in with a little bit more of an open eyes and more, you know, like, actually try and, like, check it out. Um, I'm going to skip these next two stories to get to our big media one, and then we can just circle right back to it at the end of it. Because yeah. I do want to talk about this. This is a big thing that's happening. That happened literally the day of uh, our last podcast, and then I was like, "Oh, we should probably talk about this some point later on." Uh, but it is Twitch TV versus the U.S. government, and this is something that's been developing for a while. And you kind of wanted to let it, de- you know, uh, let it boil just a little bit longer. And boy, has it! Uh, <laughs> so uh, this is from an article um, <clears throat> called "The U.S. Army Retreats from Twitch" by Alex Hearn. Uh, definitely go ahead and check out this article. Uh, Everything I take from here is gonna uh, is indirectly in the article, and there's some more stuff also if you want to get into the real juiciness of this. 
So in this article, it says, the U.S. Army has retreated from Twitch after a series of guerrilla actions by critics rendered in military recruitments, uh, recruitment drive uh, untenable and potentially unlawful. Both the U.S. Army and Navy have been active on Twitch since 2019, uh, where their official esports teams share footage of them playing competitive games such as Rainbow Six and Counter-Strike to help with making connections between prospects and recruiters, according to a leaked social media guide. In recent weeks, their presence on the platform has drawn significant criticism. Led by, This is something I found hilarious, by the way, this next part. Uh, led by the, uh, the Twitch user Jordan Yule, uh, waves of viewers began following the accounts, waiting 24 hours to evade spam filters, and then asking the soldiers and sailors to comment on everything from Eddie Gallagher, uh, former Navy SEAL, charged with war crimes, to uh, the My Lai massacre, uh, when uh, American soldiers were uh, killed hundreds of South Vietnamese civilians. Uh, this is really interesting because people were like evading these um, these filters and uh, they were doing speed runs to see how fast they could get banned off of the U.S. Army and U.S. Navy, um, uh, what's it called, uh, channels. And I think one person, I think it was Jordan Yule, uh, the person that did this, um, either him or Slasher, who I'll talk about a little bit later, where they went in and literally in like one second they got banned. And it's it's hilarious, like just seeing that. Uh, but so, so the Twitch, uh, the, Twitch uh, the Army's Twitch channel banned the offending users, pro uh, prompting some lawyers to point out that they may have had their First Amendment rights violated. Uh, quote, the government can't try to engineer the conversation of the public by saying uh, only people who agree with us can respond, unquote. Katie Fallow, a lawyer at the uh, Knight First Amendment Institute, said on Monday, the First Amendment, oh, quote, the First Amendment means the government can't kick someone out uh, or preclude them based on their viewpoint, unquote. At the same time, the channel came under fire from Twitch for uh, for allegedly running fake giveaways to entice users to click through rec recruitment pages. When users clicked the links, which told them they would win an Xbox Elite Series 2 controller, they arrived on a recruitment form with no extra information about That's the prize. Shady. Yeah. shady, shady, shady. The uh, army said giveaways were uh, were enabled for some users, but was nevertheless asked by Twitch to remove the links. Also, yesterday. Twitch temporarily banned President Trump's Twitch for hateful conduct. Rod Slasher Breslau, uh, who is someone that I get a lot of my information from, tweeted, Twitch, uh, Twitch parentheses, Amazon, uh, suspending Trump's account has now been cited by a congressman as an example for uh, liberal bias among tech companies at today's big tech hearing. Uh, Twitch making big leagues. What do we think about this? Like, Twitch, like, Twitch is yes cracking down on this sort of thing, which is something that they should do. Uh, but do you like think it's like what do you think about this interesting thing about you know Twitch basically declaring war on the U.S. government? <laughs> I think it's good. I, I think they should crack down. Sorry, Dan. They started it. Really it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say they started it. So yeah, I think they should crack down. They're doing shady like stuff, like promising a giveaway, and then it just you click the link and it takes you to the recruitment site form thing. With no mention of like the contest details, like nothing about it, like that is that is so shady. Also, I think like banning the comments that like they don't like, I feel like that's like really tricky. That's like shady. Um, I just think that you know, I feel like they think that they're like above the like Twitch community guidelines and rules and um, stuff, and I, they're not. They're not. Mm -hmm. And so. I, I like that Twitch is cracking down. So what about that that quote that Slasher said, or like that thing he tweeted out where it's like, 
uh, how the account, uh, spending Trump's account has now been cited by a congressman as an example for liberal bias among tech companies. Do you consider so, that a, like a, a liberal thing, or do you think that's more of a, a website actually doing something that they believe is right? So I actually just looked it up right now. Uh, I'm looking at The Verge, and it says one of the streams in question uh, in terms of Trump's account was bound, uh, banned for hateful conduct uh, was a rebroadcast of Trump's infamous kickoff rally where he said that Mexico was sending rapists to the United States, okay. which also flagged racist comments at Trump's recently rally in recent rally in Tulsa. And let's see. Here, a Twitch spokesperson says, quote, like anyone else, politicians on Twitch must adhere to our terms of service and community guidelines. We do not make exceptions for political or newsworthy content and will take action on content reported that ha that violates our rules, unquote. So, I mean, they're just, they have their set of rules oh, yeah. and they're doing their job. Exactly. I really don't think it's a political issue. It's the fact that it's a, you know, <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah, he's spouting hateful content and he gets banned for it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like uh, yeah, and exactly. It's like I I hate that people are trying to make this political. Um like I said, I think it's funny that, you know, the Twitch community is trolling, you know, uh the the armies with that. They've since both army and navy have both since stopped. And you know, like it's it brings me to the idea of like, you know, how uh, you know, they say that they have their own esports team, kind of like how, you know, Army and Navy have their own football teams and stuff like that. But, you know, it makes me think about, like, if so, if they're doing this to get kids that are super, super young about interested in, like, like I wonder what they're doing with, you know, football stuff, you know. I know, like, yeah. that's probably much more, there's probably more information there because, you know, that's college, you're signing up for this sort of institution and stuff. Uh, you know what you're getting into, but rather than, you know, this where it's just, it's blatant, like, Hey, like, oh, I'm, just, I'm you're randomly on a recruitment page. Oh man, that's an accident. Or like, oh hey, go ahead and fill out the information, but you're not gonna win the Xbox Elite Series Two, whatever the heck yeah. you're doing. Um, I, got, I just hope that. I, I think I, if I, anybody did that, it would be super shady. Like, yeah, definitely. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're an army. It doesn't matter if you're like whatever. Like if if you're trying to get people's information for your own personal gain, that's stupid uh ranger blue says if it's on twitch then it's fair game for twitch moderation absolutely yeah definitely yeah. definitely agree okay so yeah i actually wanted to talk about that real quick just because that's something that's been burning on my mind that i've been really really wanting to talk about uh but uh i want to do another little game show what's up Did yeah you yeah i know uh, i was gonna say that yeah yeah i want to do another little game show to kind of you know ease out everything uh so just recently the emmys have put out their uh their nominations and stuff like that so i want to talk about this and i want to do a little thing so i want to see if we can, if a person guesses the most amount like who they think is going to win and the person with the most amount of like correct answers uh they're gonna win something i don't know what it is i don't know if you guys want to talk about this right now uh but i want to do a competition this is something you know i just like i like competitions as you can tell by you know <laughs> the the civil war thing and uh, I'm just very competitive, and I, I like want to win something. But we can talk about that in future podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, so the first one we're going to talk about, I only have four, I believe. Yes, I only have four. So we could have a four-way tie if we all get them exactly right, or just one right, or none right. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so the first one is Outstanding Comedy Series. So we have Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, Schitt's Creek, 
What We Do in the Shadows and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And uh, I want everyone to pick, give me one pick. Dan, who do you think is going to win most outstanding uh, comedy series? What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows, okay. And yep. why do you think What We Do in the Shadows is going to win? Because, I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen a lot of these. Um, <laughs> but uh, What We Do in the Shadows is the brainchild of Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement, which are some of the funniest New Zealanders that you could ever hope to write your movie. Um, they did the original What We Do in the Shadows movie, which starred both of them in, I believe it was 2014. And it's basically The Office with vampires. So and good. it is such a fantastic premise. It's It's that mockumentary style but it involves like these vampiric powers that are just used so nonchalantly and and obviously the show follows a different premise it's a different couple of vampires um but i feel like they they really perfected the dynamic between a certain group of vampires in that mm. very dorky setting um and then also with just like the continuing story with you know, I don't. I won't give away too much. But if you've seen the show with like Guillermo and his past, yeah, uh, or his his family's past and and all that kinds of stuff, I just think it's such a fantastic, hilarious show. <laughs> all right. So Nat, I see her typing in it right now. Uh, she picks the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes. And that was going to be my pick. So I hate you so much. Um, but God, marvelous. I, I know uh, Kiddo Granger in so chat good. says, "Dead to Me" is so good, and so is marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I was the Marvelous Miss Maisel yeah. is amazing. I think it's so modern and funny. And I mean, it revolves around a female comedian. So it would make sense that it's super hilarious. And so I, I think that they do a really good job of kind of blending the humor um, throughout the show. And just the characters that they have, I think, are just great. The story is just continuously getting better. And... I think if you haven't watched The Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon Prime, then you should do yourself a favor and go ahead and go watch that right now because it's it's fantastic, really great. It's so yeah, good. it's super good. Okay, so then that's my time to choose. Oh man, oh god, I was so hoping I was gonna get Marvelous Miss Maisel. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go the easy pick, and uh, I I know me and Dan were talking about this a little before, uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and go curb your enthusiasm. Uh, you know, there's no way that. I mean, Kirby Enthusiasm is a fantastic show. Larry David is hilarious, and the way how dry it is. Uh, so I just think I'll go. I'll go Kirby Enthusiasm, not with full, not with full confidence. So I'll, <laughs> it's <laughs> no, a I'll safe go. pick, though. It's, it's a quick, it's a quick pick. All right, Nat, you're gonna go first this time. Ooh. Most outstanding drama series we have: Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, Succession, and Killing Eve. What do you think? I'm going to say The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Uh, only because I I also, like, read the book, and it gave me nightmares. Like, it's the only show, like, on this series that, like, or on this list of um, nominations that I feel, like, just straight up is terrifying and just always has you on the edge of your seat, and it is just something that really sticks in your brain and so i it's just i think it's gonna win 
Uh, I chose Ozark. Um, Ozark is a show. Uh, it's a Netflix show with uh, Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. And oh my, I've seen like a little bit of the first season. I haven't seen all of it. Uh, I think they're on like season three or four now. But oh my mm-hmm. god, this show is—it's like a modern, like a, a newer, like Breaking Bad, but like so much more stressful. Um, and I just love—I love Jason Bateman and literally anything he does. Like he's either super funny or super scary. I don't know if you've seen The Gift. Uh, it's a very interesting movie with Jason Bateman. Uh, that oh my god, like I definitely I recommend go seeing it. Like uh, seeing both Ozark and go see The Gift. Uh, just how crazy those movies are. Uh, and then Dan pick the mandalorian that's not a surprise to me at all uh yeah i mean i well it's mostly because i'm repping the star wars shirt today but (laughs) i i don't know i i know of a lot of these shows um and i'm pretty sure the mandalorian's not gonna get it but for a star wars fan it was really cool to see them do something that while yes still for kids as star wars should be it it was very different and it was a lot more dramatic than any of the movies have ever portrayed it was the kind of stuff that we only got glimpses of in like the novels that we kind of got to see on screen with this real underground world where you know all this dramatic stuff happens and it's like, yeah, there's some funny moments in it, but in the grand scheme of things, it's a really depressing premise um, for being a quote unquote kid show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just a star Wars fan. <laughs> that's, that's the reason <laughs> for my pick. All right. So now we're going to move on to both outstanding lead actress in a drama series. Uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, I picked, Oh, so we have Jennifer Aniston in the morning show, uh, Olivia Coleman in the crown, Jodie Comer in Killing Eve, Laura Linney in Ozark, Sandra Oh in Killing Eve, and Zendaya in Euphoria. And I'm picking Sandra Oh in Killing Eve. Uh, Sandra Oh is fantastic. Uh, I'm not the biggest Grey's Anatomy fan or whatever, uh, but from the stuff that I have seen of her in uh, Killing Eve, she just knocks it out of the park. Like, she is just a fantastic actress, and I believe that this is going to be the first time they're eligible for an Emmy, so I think that the chances are going to be that much better. Um, uh, I see that Natalie has chosen Zendaya for Euphoria. So why is Zendaya. that? Zendaya. Zendaya, sorry, I my bad. Yes, my bad. I believe it's Zendaya. Um, I chose, okay, honestly, I have not seen any of these shows, mm-hmm. but I do know that Euphoria was a huge like HBO breakout show on uh when it did come out and i like zendaya i think she's really funny i follow her on twitter she uh tweets a lot i think she's a really great she seems like a really great person um she's the youngest person to ever be nominated i believe for outstanding lead actress and i believe um what's it called she is the only black actress to be nominated in this category right now so um i would like her to win you know all right, and then Good Dan choice. picked Olivia Coleman for the crown. Olivia Coleman, isn't she a, com- a comedic actress? I don't even know who that is. If she is, then it's no surprise that they that she does well in a drama series because I've heard the saying that if you're good at comedy, you can do drama like nobody's business. Yes. Um, 
I haven't seen a whole lot of The Crown. I did start season one, oh, like maybe two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, what I did see, I really enjoyed just because I'm a huge history buff. Um, and I thought all of the acting was phenomenal in that show. Um, I can't really tell you, like recite a scene that happened in the show because it was such a long time ago, but yeah. I do remember all the actors and actresses in that show being so spot on, so compelling, um, very, very real and very um, dramatic, but not too dramatic. Nice, nice. Uh, and then the last one that we're going to talk about, I'm going to let Dan go first here. Uh, it's Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. We have Jason Bateman in Ozark, Sterling K. Brown in This Is Us, Steve Carell in The Morning Show, Brian Cox in Session, Billy Porter in Pose, and Jeremy Strong in Succession. And I see that Dan has picked Steve Carell in The Morning Show. Dan, you want to talk a little yeah. about that? <laughs> I haven't seen The Morning Show, but I think we can all agree Steve Carell is pretty great Yeah. Um, just as an actor. And it's kind of, I guess, the same thing where if you can do comedy, you can do drama. And so, again, I haven't seen the show, but I'm sure that he probably does a fantastic job in this show. All right. And then Nat went ahead and picked Billy Porter from Pose. I love Billy Porter. I love Billy Porter to death. But, like, <laughs> what is your what's your idea behind that? Um. So, you know, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen, again, any of these shows. Um and so, you know, Billy Porter is the only familiar person. I mean, Steve Carell also, but I don't know. I also just think that Pose was really good. Like, the premise of the show, I think, was very serious. I always saw people talking about it on Twitter and how it was this really great American drama about, you know, this um, such, like, an important time in the, like, uh, LGBTQ and, like, non-conforming gender culture in the 1980s. And so I feel like it was very... Um, Everybody was talking about it, so I I figure it would be a good 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 choice. All right, and then I picked Jason Bateman Ozark just because again Jason Bateman is fantastic. The way he is in his character is fantastic, and I think he deserves some nod for that. I don't know if you've ever seen Jason Bateman in uh, The Outsider. It's another uh, HBO uh, show. Oh my God, he's fantastic in that show too. Uh, it's just. Oh god! Like the, all the stuff that he's not in the show for a very very long time in that uh, in that show, but the very the few episodes that he he is in is absolutely amazing. And I, again, I give so many props to Jason Bateman for being such a great straight man and being and immediately like such a great dramatic person. Uh, but with that, everyone, that is gonna be the end of our show. So thank you so much for sticking with us for this very long episode of the geek day podcast <laughs> um i really 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 do appreciate it go ahead and please follow us on twitter at geek day podcast we'll be putting up the poll at the very end and see if i'm gonna 3 dan hopefully uh, uh also, yeah sure i want to thank the new followers today we got uh tijda 48 who's my dad uh uh jd luna 97 j ruiz 23 uh jader underscore uh mark red field 23 and uh louis slvt i'm sorry if i butchered that name i really do apologize that uh but everyone we are actually at 50 followers we have finally hit 50 followers so thank you so much but that does not yes. mean uh to please to stop please keep sharing <laughs> as much as we can we really really appreciate all the love and support 
uh, especially if you guys can follow us on Twitter and then follow us on Instagram, which is also the Geek Day Podcast, and then go ahead and uh, give us a like on Facebook, which is Break Time Productions. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and host a channel real quick. Uh, thank you. Congratulations, everyone. The, thank you, everyone, is giving us congratulations. I really, really do appreciate it. It makes me <laughs> thank very you, happy. Thank you. Thanks, yo. Um, Could not. Oh, make that another one. Literally. Mickey, five, four, five, six, zero. We are at. Is five, that my Mickey? I, I guess that so. is. It probably is. <laughs> uh, but again, thank you so much, everyone. And y'all guys, have a great night.